Hi, I'm Dr. Canis, reporting live from AHA 2017. I'm pleased to be with Dr. David Mazur. Thank you for joining us. Welcome. Thank you. I'm pleased, uh, pleased to be here. We will discuss uh, the result of the TRIX3 uh, trial. So can you tell us a little bit about the background and the methods of, of your study? Sure. Um, the question we were trying to answer was whether uh, restrictive transfusion uh, in patients undergoing moderate to high risk cardiac surgery is as safe as or non-inferior to a liberal strategy for patients undergoing cardiac surgery with cardiopulmonary bypass. There has been um, a move to move, there has been a move towards more restrictive transfusion practices recently because of the risks related to allogeneic blood and also concerns about the cost and availability of the blood supply. Okay, and what did you observe? So um, this was a non-inferiority trial, a global trial involving uh, 19 countries and 74 sites. Patients were randomized to either a restrictive group, 77.5 grams per deciliter uh, from the start of surgery until hospital discharge or day 28, or the uh, liberal group 9.5. Uh, and in the ICU and on the ward, uh, sorry, ICU and operating room, and then um, 8.5 on the ward. Okay. Uh, the primary outcome was a composite of death, MI, stroke, and renal failure with dialysis, and it was as a non-inferiority study done as a per-protocol analysis. We found that the uh, incidence of the primary outcome uh, was uh, similar between groups, 11.4% in the restrictive group and 125 in the liberal group, with a risk difference of minus 1.1 and a p-value for non-inferiority of zero, less than 0 0.0001, clearly establishing yeah, non-inferiority yeah. for the restrictive group. Not only that, uh, there was reduced um, uh, transfusion in the restrictive arm, that is fewer patients, significantly fewer patients, um, uh, in the restrictive arm received or were exposed to allogeneic blood, and the average amount or the median amount of allogeneic blood received by the restrictive uh, patients was less than in the liberal group. This would translate just on the cost of blood or blood supply to millions of dollars of savings oh. just for the study patients. Okay, that's very interesting. Is there any subgroups? Um, of interest or where the signal is not as consistent as in the rest of the study? So we did pre-specified both subgroup analyses and sensitivity analyses. The pre-specified subgroups included things like age, um, uh, renal function, LV function type of surgery, pre-existing uh, pulmonary disease, um, and uh, preoperative hemoglobin. And all of those, there was no significant interaction with any of those except with age. And uh, the age interaction went in a direction that was opposite to what many people believe. That is, patients who uh, were greater than 75 had a uh, lower likelihood of, a, of experiencing the primary outcome if they were in the restrictive arm, uh, whereas this observation was not present in the patients less than 75. So I think that's hypothesis generating. It certainly challenges existing beliefs that older people need to have higher hemoglobin or have a higher transfusion threshold. I think we're going to explore it more in our analyses. But what we can say for sure is that this is good evidence that restrictive transfusion is safe even in older patients. Thank you very much. Congratulations again. Okay. Thank you for joining us on the clinical trial results.